It's time for the only live and local sports talk show in the Black Hills. This is the Nate Brown Show, featuring live callers, live interviews, and local sports. Exclusively on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. And streaming online right now at FoxSportsRapidCity.com. From the biggest national names to the hottest local stories, welcome to the Nate Brown Show. Here's your host, Nate Brown. All right, good Monday afternoon to you. We're back and ready. Let's get going today. It's always a great day in the Black Hills, and we are live from our downtown studio on a Monday. The Nate Brown Show back and ready to go. Thanks for being a part of the program, Fox Sports Rapid City. We are brought to you in part by Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, the expert team when it comes to orthopedic care now for over 40 years right here in the Black Hills. Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, better access and more options at Black Hills Ortho. Now with urgent care as well. If you suffer an injury, continue your active lifestyle and get better with Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, helping you stay in the game since 19. 1976. Learn more at bhosc.com. We are out of the gate on a Monday. Let's have a good one today. Some thought-provoking sports talk across the board. Local sports news, um, national sports news with NCAA, some Major League Baseball in the mix today, some NBA stuff. Yes, it's going to be an interesting day. We're going to start our show today with the debate. You know, we, we do that every now and then. We're going to start our show with the debate, so you can help me with that. The Nate Brown Show ready to go with Chris Denker on the way, pro basketball scout, net scouts basketball. I want to talk to him about name, image, and likeness. Uh, he's been in the mix on this with he's got a high school son that's been a great basketball player and going through that whole recruiting process and the whole thing. We'll get into that more. Chris Denker on tap, net scouts basketball, pro basketball scout, former D1 college coach. Chris Denker on tap. Doug Ottawill is live from Denver tonight. Mile High Sports. Doug checks in on a Monday. Major League Baseball writer Gabe Laxel join us. USA Today, Major League Baseball writer from D.C. John Bryce is live. Footballscoop.com, National College Football writer. And Kelvin Torvey on the local side, post-22. Split over the weekend. You heard those games on Fox Sports Rapid City. Up in Billings, Kelvin Torvey, the head coach at post-22, as they'll get back at it this weekend against Watertown. We'll have Coach Torvey on the way. So a packed Monday show and a lot to discuss. Let's get you in tonight. 720-1067. If you're tuning in, you want to be a part of the show, that's how you can join us. 720-1067. Uh, we invite you in on the Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar Sports Line Live. The Barron's Wilson text line ready to go. Text the show as well. That comes in here. 720-1067. The Barron's Wilson text line. 720-1067. Now you know and let's get ready to go. So I've been thinking about this here. I said, you know, I've talked about this in various ways, and I've kind of, you know, gave you my thoughts in certain uh, things here and certain players and generational thoughts, and there's the old school against the new school. We've had various debates with the old school thinking and the new school thinking, but I don't think we've ever had a full-on debate of – this generation, this uh, current pro athlete, as opposed to yesteryears, as opposed to the athletes from, I'll say, 
the 80s and 90s. That, that was my heyday. That was my heyday. Some of you guys go back further than that, and that's okay. We can go back even further than that. And so it's interesting. I bring this up today on a Monday because the NBA MVP is going to Denver Nuggets center Nikola Jokic. Okay? And so people are fired up. They're having this NBA MVP debate, and I, I, I wasn't going to have that debate today. I was like, hey, I've, I watched uh, Embiid with the Sixers and Giannis with the Bucks and Jokic with the Nuggets. I mean, they all had unbelievable seasons. But the big debate is, wow, he's got back-to-back MVP awards. They, you know, they maybe shouldn't have gave it to Jokic. That's not the debate I want to have today. The debate is, I believe... People are comparing now. They're saying, okay, we just haven't seen a player like Jokic. Seven-footer, three-point shooter, unbelievable passer, all of the skill that he has on offense. The, the debate is in the sports world, in the NBA world, it's who should have been the NBA MVP today. In the sports world, I think it should be, have we seen a player like this, or is this the best of the best we've seen. Seven-footer, handles the ball, shoots threes, passes the ball, so efficient on offense. He does everything. And he's now the 13th player in NBA history to win back-to-back MVPs. We're talking in the category of Kareem, Jordan, Magic, Wilt, Bill Russell. So we're talking about he's in that category, back-to-back MVP winner, Just this guy down the road in Denver, smaller market. Nobody thinks about the Nuggets. And here's Jokic winning his second consecutive NBA MVP. And so I I asked the question, we haven't really had that debate full on, I don't think, in in this show. And I wonder if what the general um, consensus is out there, are today's athletes – more talented and better than yesterday's athletes. Because they would tell you today that you're never going to see something like that with Jokic, how he did it. 27 points a game, 14 rebounds a game, 8 assists a game. He's the first player ever to go 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, 500 assists. So, so think about it. If you're thinking hoops, you're thinking talent, basketball, Nikola Jokic, Denver Nuggets star, first player ever in the history of the NBA, 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, 500 assists in one season. And so then, it's, then it starts that uh, question, okay, maybe we just, maybe, maybe the game has changed so much, the style of the game, the way they play the game, has that led to the players we haven't seen before, does that mean the players of today are better? Is it a, is it a settled fact? That's, that's the question I have today. And by the way, I threw out a couple of questions on Twitter because I wanted to see which, which side people are on. Is it a settled fact that today's athlete is better than yesterday's athlete? I, I would think many people would say... Yeah, that's a settled fact. It's just a settled fact. Um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar couldn't do what Nikola Jokic just did. Kareem had his different style. Kareem was the hook down low, that talent, that ability, right? Um, Wilt Chamberlain and the power, the power. 
uh, his unbelievable scoring ability. You look at uh, what he did, and they'll say, well, that's how that uh, situation was. Those guys were good back in the day. But they wouldn't be able to compare. And they're even comparing like uh, Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic for the Mavericks. You watching this series? I'm watching it intently. My, my daughters are Suns fans. They're watching the Suns, and they want the Suns to beat the Mavericks. So Luka Doncic just, you know, going off for 40. And they say, well, Luka is, he's that type of, he's, he's a special player like Larry Bird style. That's like Luka Doncic is today's Larry Bird. So I'm gonna, I wanted to do a little experiment as we started the show today. I'm going to ask you on, on two sports today, two sports today. If we haven't seen players like Nikola Jokic and Giannis, for that, for, for that matter, who was up for it, Embiid, seven-footer as well, Joel Embiid, 76er, seven-footer, shooting threes, playing defense, handling the ball. It sure seems like as you watch it, if you, if you watch it, it sure seems like, well, those guys, their talent is unbelievable. Their talent is unbelievable. So are they better than yesterday's athlete? That's what I want to know. Can we have this? Can I have this thought of, I will say nobody has surpassed Michael Jordan right now as the greatest player of all time. Everybody wants to tell me LeBron has passed him and LeBron's a physical specimen and just better in certain ways and categories. Everybody wants to tell me that because they say the eye test tells you LeBron at 6'9 and the beast he is, He's better than Michael Jordan, and I will still say I, I'm not going to be sold on that. I'm going to tell you Michael Jordan still, to me, is the greatest player of all time. Can I say that and then in the same sentence say, well, we haven't seen players like Jokic ever. We haven't seen players like Jokic ever. Can you imagine Michael Jordan um, in his day having a seven-footer that's handling the ball, bringing the ball up the floor? Passing with ease, dribbling it uh, with ease, and shooting threes and being consistent with it. I mean, shooting a high clip from three, not just lucky stuff. And I, and I have to say, I, I can't imagine that back in the day. So am I at a loss? Michael Jordan, the greatest of all time, yet now what we're seeing today is really more talent at a higher level than back in the day. That's what people would tell you, and I want to know if it's a settled fact. I'm kind of throwing out, hey, uh, Jokic, back-to-back MVP winner. Are we seeing the best athletes of all time? Um, So I'm going to ask you two sports. Two sports. Are today's NBA players more talented than players back in uh, the older generations? I'll start, say, 80s, 90s. I'll just say that. That was my heyday, 80s, 90s. Celtics, Lakers, Pistons, Bulls, my heyday, okay? So are today's NBA players more talented than players back in the day? Are today's NFL players more talented than players back in the day? Same story, 80s, 90s, the Walter Paytons, the Dan Marinos, the John Elways. Is Patrick Mahomes better than John Elway? That's just, you know, that's the type of comparison I want to make. I don't think we've ever, I don't think we've full-on had that debate. I wonder what that discussion looks like. I really, really wonder what that discussion looks like. Um, 720-1067 on the Barons-Wilson text line. You can get in there. By the way, um, let's see. I want to pull up some results on this. I want to pull up some results. Are today's, uh, I want to see which way they go. 
Will the NBA players be better than yesteryear? Will the NFL players be better than yesteryear? In the NBA question early on here, early on, are today's NBA players more talented than players in the 80s and 90s? Are today's NBA players more talented than players in the 80s and 90s? 58% of the audience right now says yes. 58% yes, more talented today. 42% no, I will go old school. I think uh, that's, that's pretty close to me. You know, I'm, I'm not that surprised that uh, the overall answer is yes, more talented today. But 58%, we're getting close to the middle there. Getting closer to the middle. Uh, so there's 42% of you that say the 80s and 90s NBA players are better than today's players. Yet when I look at the stat line, when I look at the style of play and the talent level that Jokic has at seven feet, it, it, that doesn't uh, correlate. I mean, Nikola Jokic is, uh, you're going to put him, I mean, he's going to walk into the Hall of Fame, right? I mean, he's going to, he's going to walk into the Hall of Fame already. It's, it's over. It, so that's, that's, uh, that's not a debate. So 58% of you say, yeah, they're more talented today. 42% say, no, we had better players back in the day. What do you say on the NFL side? Let's, let's pull that up. I think this is going to be different. I think it's going to be different, but how much different? Are today's NFL players more talented than players back in the day, 80s, 90s? 79% of you say yes, today's players in the NFL better. It's a 20% um, difference. 58% say today's NBA players better. 79% say today's NFL players are better. How could that be? <laughs> how, how could that be? That's a 21% difference. It's just, I think it's perception. It's perception. We think, and, and we should know, NFL today, we're bigger, faster, stronger, right? For the most part, across the board, Take a look at the 72 Dolphins and then take a look at a current roster. The 72 Dolphins, all-time greats in their day. All-time greats, undefeated. And you look at that roster compared to today's roster. Today's Miami Dolphins would, I mean, it would be a bloodbath. And that's today's Dolphins. It would be a bloodbath. But we don't want to admit that. So, well, uh you know, the 72 Dolphins goes down to the all-time great teams. Yes, yes, back in that day, back in that day. So I'm, I'm with you on today's NFL players. Are they more talented than the 80s and 90s? That's an interesting word, talented, right? Because you say, is Patrick Mahomes better than John Elway? I'm, I'm not totally sold on it, to tell you the truth. I'm not totally sold on that. Um, is Josh Allen better than one of those guys back in the day, uh, a Dan Marino, a Joe Montana? Is, is Josh Allen better? You know, you talk about some of the top QBs today. Is Josh Allen much more talented than Joe Montana? When you look at it, 6'5", 240, runs, throws, um, looks to be that way. It's like a Jokic in basketball. Seven-footer that can do all this stuff? They're more talented than 
the the Kevin McHale's, Robert Parrish, Bill Walt, or you know uh, Wilt Chamberlain's, Bill Russell's back in the day, Moses Malone's, right? Jokic is more talented than a Moses Malone, or is it just different? And that's why I think the people's uh, perception is we don't really want to say, well, Jokic, can we really think he's going to be uh, or is one of the great, great players we've ever seen? The numbers would tell you yes. The numbers would tell you yes. Um, listener text, 720-1067, get in on it. Uh, Nate, you can't compare errors just because the three-point shot has fundamentally changed pro basketball. There's no pure low-post players, but in growth and knowledge, it's evolution. Just bigger, stronger, better. Um, so here's one for you. Here's one for you, though. Shaquille O'Neal. I would, you know, you can put him in the 90s category, right? So you can put Shaq in the 90s category, dominant. Shaq is more of that uh, Wilt Chamberlain style, if you want to call that low post dominance, big power, right? So you have Wilt Chamberlain back in the day. You have Shaq in the 90s. What do we say about Shaq compared to Jokic? And that's where that era is the same. The game has changed, but Shaq had the three ball. The NBA was different, but it had the three ball. And then I look at it and say, um, Larry Bird compared to Luka today. It's so interesting to me. I, th- I think you can compare that certain era. That's why I didn't go back too far. I didn't go back too far. Well, the two-point shot or the three-point shot uh, necessarily. But I will say this, um, Anthony Hardaway, same story. You look at Penny Hardaway, like – his talent, his size, handling the basketball, Magic Johnson, 6'9", point guard. Is it clear that today's players are better than those guys? 58% of you say, yes, it is. But 79% of you say, it's clear that the Josh Allens and Patrick Mahomes, for example, are better than the John Elways and Joe Montana's. Very, very interesting to me. By the way, the number's just gone down. 78% of you. Today's NFL players more talented than players from the 80s and 90s. 78% of you say yes. 22% of you say no, I'll take the old school grit. So interesting. I, I said I wanted to see which way this went. And I, I am th- I'm, I'm not too surprised that more of you think today's NFL players are better then more of you think today's NBA players are better. We say, well, the NBA, their, their defense is worse, their effort's worse. You know, that's, that's the category that people kind of say, oh, they're not as good as the old-school great guys and the, and the tough guys. From a talent standpoint, can I say Michael Jordan is the best of all time still, as I believe that, and then disregard some of the um, really, really talented players just in a season this year? Jokic, Embiid. Seven-footers that hit threes, 30 points a game, 13 rebounds a game, five assists per game. That's, that's a line right there. That's, that's an unbelievable line. Um, Shaq would kill Jokic as lowest post player, but Shaq couldn't hit a free throw or get close to the three-point shot. <laughs> and that's right. That, and that's the thing. That, that is the thing. How about that matchup, Shaq and Jokic? Who are you taking? Who are you taking today? I love that question. I, I really do. Who are you taking today? Shaq 
or Jokic. Jokic just won back-to-back MVPs. Haven't seen that very often. 13 players to do it. LeBron, Tim Duncan, Jordan, Magic, Larry Bird. I mean, some of the all-time greats. And Jokic is now in that category. Are you taking Jokic or Shaq? If If you're picking a basketball player. To me, that's a tough question. But it feels like you're picking Jokic. You never thought that you would say it. You never thought you would think it. Nikola Jokic over Shaquille O'Neal. I think yeah, I think it's legitimate. I think we uh, were kind of in that bubble thinking, nah, the, the players back in the day were the players. They were the players. And now you got guys doing what uh, we really haven't seen much. And I know the game's changed, but um, Shaq couldn't shoot threes if his life depended on it. Okay, and Jokic can still score on the interior as well. Crafty, footwork, um, soft touch. I mean, he can still score in the interior. That's that's the difference. One-dimensional a little bit, and now multi-dimensional stars. And is that the difference between a Joe Montana and a Patrick Mahomes? It feels silly to say, man, Montana won all these Super Bowls, and the 49ers, he's one of the all-time greats, and you're going to say Mahomes? Might be more talented? Uh, I'm going to say might. Might. Jokic. MVP. Back-to-back years. 13th player in NBA history. And I'm taking Jokic over Shaq. I never thought you'd say it. I grew up watching the great uh, players in the 80s and 90s. A great stretch. By the way, we'll talk to Chris Denker. What does he say? He's coached it. He's coached players. He sees international players. Chris Denker, pro basketball scout, on that. And also name, image, and likeness. There's some interesting news out today on that. Really interesting. Chris Denker, pro scout, on the way. You're listening to The Nate Brown Show, streaming live at FoxSportsRapidCity.com and right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. Warren Chemical and Equipment Company has a five-step lawn care program to make your lawn the best it can be. Let Warren take care of your lawn weeds, plus five applications of fertilizer and micronutrients for a green, healthy lawn. We also offer lawn aeration to help your lawn breathe. Warren's five-step lawn pro service is the original lawn service company in Rapid City. Single applications of weed and feed or just lawn weeds are also available. Call Warren Chemical and Equipment Company for an estimate on our five-step lawn care program for your lawn. Phone 342-7644. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. A wind advisory continues until 7 p.m. this evening. Mainly cloudy skies expected tonight with a low of 38. Winds out of the west, 8 to 15 miles per hour. Clear skies tomorrow. High temperatures reach up to 68. Lows around 47. Tomorrow night, mid-70s. Wednesday, upper 60s. Thursday, with a chance for scattered storms. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 60. With home values rising in the Black Hills, a home equity loan from Black Hills Community Bank is a great way to get ahead. Thinking about home improvements or projects this summer? Apply for a home equity loan from Black Hills Community Bank. You may have cash in your house that you didn't even know about, and it's a great time to be a homeowner. Just think about the potential of what you could do with a home equity loan. Black Hills Community Bank is ready to help. Get started on your home equity loan at bhcbank.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. 
Why choose Renewal by Anderson for your replacement windows? First of all, comfort. Your home will be so much more comfortable and quiet, especially when it's frigid outside or blazing hot. Renewal by Anderson is a five-star energy partner. Our windows could help you cut your energy bills significantly. Our windows can also significantly increase the value of your home. Our installers are certified full-time experts, not subcontractors. We're local people. Renewal by Anderson is a family business. If you want to talk to the owner, Andy, he's one phone call away. We have the strongest warranty out there. We stand behind our work like no other. Please read our outstanding customer reviews. We always have great financing options, too. There's no reason to wait. You could probably have new windows in your entire home for less than your cable bill each month. And when was the last time that cable bill paid you back like our windows will in energy savings, home value, and comfort? Please visit us on the web at rbarapidcity.com to learn about our financing and book your free in-home consultation. Hey, Black Hills, Boss Pizza and Chicken is now bringing you the best new sports bar in Rapid City. Grab your crew and check out the new Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar on North La Crosse Street. Same great pizza, chicken, and food you love from Boss, and now a full-service bar with beer, wine, and liquor. Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar is a newly remodeled sports bar with TVs all around and a sports ticker dedicated to local and regional sports. This is the place for sports fans in the Black Hills. The new Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar in North La Crosse and Rapid City. They're open early and open really late. Also with delivery at Boss Pizza chicken.com Everyone knows scratch tickets make great gifts during the holidays. But think about it. Scratch tickets are a perfect pick-me-up for a lot of occasions. Need to thank someone? Give them a scratch. Need to say I'm sorry like you really mean it? Give a scratch. Say congrats to that promotion. New house or your friend's new dog that looks more like a possum than a poodle. You know that thing likes a good scratch. The next time you need a gift that says whatever like you mean it, quit scratching your head and just give them a scratch. Scratch tickets from the South Dakota Lottery. Good fun. Must be 18 to play. Please play responsibly. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in on a Monday. Getting started on the Nate Brown Show today. Fox Sports Rapid City. Couple of questions of the day. It's a little experiment today. A little experiment. If you haven't answered the question of the day, I'm interested in this, okay? Um, Nikola Jokic is going to win back to back MVPs. You don't see that very often. The Jordans, Magic, Bird, okay, some all time greats. Back to back MVPs. 13 players have done it in the history of the NBA. And Jokic, Denver Nuggets, is going to win back to back. And it got me thinking. Let's have that, you know, the full-on debate. Are today's players more talented than yesterday's players in the NBA? And then I said, I want to see what people say. Are today's NFL players more talented than yesterday's? Meaning, you know, from the 80s, 90s. That's, that's what I'm comparing. Let's go back to the 80s, 90s. What say you? 720-1067. This guy's been around basketball a long time. He's coach, D1, pro basketball scout, netscoutsbasketball.com. It's Chris Denker on the Nate Brown Show on a Monday. Chris, thanks for coming on. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me, Nate. Well, I appreciate your time. So you've been around hoops. You've seen the game change. And um, I, I want to ask you, when I, you know, I bring that up because Jokic, seven-footer, Ball handler, everything goes through him, um, can score mid-range, three-pointers in the post, um, distributes the ball, unbelievable passer. And so I'd say, 
you know, you're looking at it, you go, well, Jokic is, is just better than a player like Shaquille O'Neal. And it sounds crazy, but am I, am I crazy in saying that? Well, as it relates to those two guys, I mean, Shaq's one of the more physically dominant guys to ever play in the league. Just just sheer size, power, strength. Obviously, he could even run and jump for, for just being a massive human. Jokic is big, too. But where he's different is he's just so skilled. He's just He just laid it out. I mean, he can pass with the best of them. He was seventh or eighth this year in the league in assists. Uh you know, he's a walking double-double. He can score whenever he needs to. And, and uh, yeah, so, I mean, he's he's this crazy cross between, uh, you know, if you want to stay with European guys, he's he's got a little bit of Dirk and a little bit of Arvidas Sabonis. And then, you know, even your guys like uh, Larry Bird type, who I was a big fan of, uh, that, you know, when you're talking back to the throwback type players and, He's got a lot of those those traits of all those guys. He's really something. Okay, so so you've seen this game change. People say, well, you know, it used to be low post. Let's get some baskets on the inside. And and, and I'm going, well, I understand that. But and that's when the Shack and the Penny Hardaway days. And now it's uh, we got to shoot threes. And I go, well, Nikola Jokic. You made a reference to some players. I mean. That's uh, that's Tim Duncan out there shooting threes at a very high clip, which which was rare, you know. But that's Tim Duncan not on the block. That's out shooting threes and scoring in every way uh, possible. So if you had to say, are today's NBA players more talented than yesterday's players? What would you say, Chris? Talented's an interesting yeah. word, and that's that's what I ask. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and if I could answer it two ways, I'll try to do it quickly. One would be I, I don't. I talk about this with my kids all the time who are high school and college players and, and, and the kids that they play with and the high school players that I coach now. Uh, and I tell them, look, I was in the college and pro game and I've seen all these guys and, and, um, and know how, just how good you know, those players were. I watched the Dream Team up close and personal in the Tournament of the Americas back in those days. Like I know these guys. I mean, at least from my eyes. And you know, Michael Jordan is beyond special. Um, you know, Scottie Pippen's ability as a defender, forget about any and everything else he does, was ridiculous. And, and magic at his size to play point and pass the ball. And you could even go back to Wilt Chamberlain, one of the all-time great athletes, you know, and, and size, regardless of era. Um, and so it's hard for younger kids uh, or fans of the game to understand that there were players like that then. What's different is the game is different. The three-point line has changed it, and then players like a Curry have brought that even more to light because they shoot it so much. But, you know, you could say, well, yeah, but, you know, like a Jokic may not have the back-to-the-basket game that Tim Duncan had or that, uh, you know, Carl Malone or Kevin McHale had. It's just because it's just a different game. I don't think, you know, I, I still think the top 50, 100 players or whatever – are 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 still superstars no matter when they came from. But I would also my second answer to your question would be this: I had the opportunity to to attend a high school Hall of Fame banquet this last weekend uh, at Pioneer High School in San Jose, California, and one of the headliners was Dave Rigetti, the, the Major League Baseball pitcher, mm-hmm. lefty, threw a threw a no hitter. Uh, pitched for the Giants and Yankees, then switched to become a reliever, had like 50 saves one year. I think he won Cy Young's, won World Series. Phenomenal career, okay? 
And then there was a there was an old school NFL guy that graduated high school in the, in the '60s, and then there were brothers that played in the NFL in the mid '90s. And 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 what I'm getting at is this: they all took pictures after, and we were all standing around talking. And this guy that played for Paul Brown in the NFL. I mean, you know what you talk about? You know, history of the NFL and whatnot. This guy was a was an All Pro lineman. He couldn't have been five ten and a buck eighty right now. Now probably in playing weight, probably his playing weight in those days was two ten or something. But he was standing next to a guy by the name of Steve Hoffman who played for the Colts and played at the University of Washington, won a national championship, six six three ten. Right, right. You know, and 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 then there was a high school kid there who had received an award, and he's a pitcher. And he took a picture next to this Dave Rigetti, right? I mean, one of the great all-time pitchers in the major leagues, and he really wanted to take a picture with him. Rigetti's 6'2", you know, 190 pounds. This kid's 6'10", this, this young pitcher. Right. So what I'm getting right. at is kids and athletes these days are just bigger. Uh, there's so much more, um, you know, technology and just data and the weight training and the and the just overall conditioning and all the things that, that all athletes – uh, are going through that, that inevitably I think there's improvement in that area. But I think at the end of the day, you know, your best players of one era are still like, you know, you can't tell me Michael Jordan couldn't play right now. And I'm sure Jokic would have had a different game, but he'd have played well then. Interesting, interesting. And I said that. I sound contradictory. I said today because Michael Jordan, I said, is my all-time great. And I argue with my buddies about this over and over. They're trying to tell me LeBron James. And these are older guys than me. They say, no, LeBron, look at his body work. Look at his uh, physical build. Look at his dominance. 6'9 and, and a linebacker and the whole thing. And he'd, he'd just do so many things. And I said, no, Michael Jordan's the greatest of all time. I say that, yet I say but we haven't seen talent like even Embiid and Jokic seven-footers doing what they do. So it can be true at the same time? Yeah, yeah. No, I think so. I think what you just said is exactly it. I think, uh, you know, and again, with the changing of the game, it's it's good. You know, it's made guys develop skills that maybe before they didn't. Um, you know, I co- like I said before, I've co- I coach high school now after coaching um, college and professional basketball. And a lot of times, you know, you'll get a freshman in your program that you don't know how big he's going to be when he grows up. And you look at mom and dad and you try to get an idea. But, you know, you don't want to pigeonhole anybody into just one spot. So you're really trying to develop all of them into shooters and ball handlers and passers. And ultimately, that's going to make them better players. And and then, you know, if they're like an Anthony Davis, I mean, that guy, when he, when he was, uh, you know, going into his high school year, uh, junior to senior year in high school, he grew something like six inches. And so he went from 6'4", shooting guard, to 6'10", you know, top player, NBA type guy. And uh, so you just never know. And it's that's probably been good for all of our athletes to develop all those skills and abilities, and it's made them better players. Pro basketball scout Chris Danker on tonight, netscoutsbasketball.com, his site uh, and company there he's part of. I want to ask you, because you say, hey, I coach high school. You have a high school son, you know, that's been a good player. So are high schoolers today, it leads all the way down to this, are high schoolers today more talented than you and I were? You know, it's funny. I tell my kids that all the time. Um, I wasn't talented, know, I, I, by the way, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I went on and played in college and stuff, but but uh, there are more kids, and again, this is just maybe the physicality of it and the weight training and whatnot. Um, 
you know, I remember when I was, was in high school, the machines and all the different training aids that they have nowadays really weren't available to us. You know, the weight training was pretty uh, rudimentary and, and, you know, we still did it and guys got stronger and all that, but it was just a different thing all the way around. Um, but my point in saying that is nowadays guys are just so much more athletic than, than, than the group that I played with. Now it doesn't mean they're more skilled and that's definitely, you know, I think a very true statement in that, um, we just played in a tournament this weekend and, and, um, there were a lot of dunks and highlight plays, but there's, there's not as many guys. And this is the weird thing about it with, with, uh, AAU basketball nowadays. And you, know, you get the influence of Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and all the guys that are making threes. Uh, Dallas made a million threes the other night in their game, but we got a lot of kids that aren't shooting the basketball well, and that's mm. that's a little bit alarming. Alarming to me. I mean, there's a lot of kids. Boy, everything they want to do is go off the dribble and try to dunk it, and and you know, frankly, some of them can, um, but uh, they don't shoot it quite like we did when I played, and and um, and and I just noticed that that you know I, that's the difference between you know be, me being an international scout over there. They really pay attention. To the, to the skill and, and ability to shoot the basketball. And, um, you know, certainly I think the guys that come over here and ultimately make it in the NBA from, say, Europe, for example, are guys like that that can really shoot the ball and whatnot. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, from an athletic perspective, there are some kids that do some things now that I kind of shake my head at. I want to ask you about uh, NBA playoffs, Chris. You're watching it. Uh, you watch the Warriors up close and personal. You like the Warriors in the West here? What do, what do you see? Well, I do. Uh, I do from a fan perspective. I also um, uh, like Phoenix, but I think both these series have been really interesting, and, and tonight will be a teller. You know, Memphis has really tried to, although they're the younger team, they've tried to make this a real physical battle. Uh, they're even trying some gamesmanship with some of the talking that's going on between games and in the media and so forth. It's been kind of interesting, their approach to it. Really good team, obviously, um, and had a great regular season. And then, and then Dallas has, has really persevered in that one and, and, um, and now made that a, a, quite a series. Phoenix struggling a little bit with foul trouble and injury and different things like that. Um, I like Golden State, and I and – I, yeah, but tonight's going to be huge. I think if they can get up 3-1, they'll, they'll finish this series and then be able to sit back and get ready for that last one. But uh, we'll see. If, am I the only one that uh, didn't see Jordan Poole um, you know, hurt John Morant on purpose? I, I don't see it. I mean, people say, oh, he broke the code. I don't see it. You're going after a basketball. You, you, you know, have a leg. I didn't see it. Um, what do you see? Didn't see it at all. And I don't, I don't, I don't even think we'd be mentioning it had – the quote-unquote broke the code, been brought up after the Dylan Brooks foul on Peyton. And, and I, I didn't even think it would be even discussed. Uh, right. But now, because you know, it looks like it's some sort of retaliation, that these two are not even remotely similar things. And, um, you know, one, the guy was put out basically for the season. And, and um, you know, Brooks, I think, even today mentioned that uh, semi-apology didn't really mean to injure him that way, you know. And I, I, you know, I heard Charles Barkley made a great statement. I thought he said, you know, back in the day, and again, we just talked about Nate about how the games were very different. And you'll reflect back to the like the Pistons and the yeah, New York yeah. Knicks of, you know, there was no layups allowed and that kind of thing. Boy, there were some fouls, right? But those guys kind of knew how to do it too. And when it went over the line and there was a really bad one, well, then something would break out. But 
But usually it would be a hard foul and maybe even a grab tackle kind of hold you so you don't go to the ground like that. Uh, this this was a guy who's not used to playing that way, and now here we are in the playoffs, and he went and didn't really know how to execute a, hey, I'm not going to give him a layup or I'm not going to give him a dunk sort of foul, and and took it too far and swung and you know nailed him in the head, knocked him off balance while in air, and then we know the rest. And right. I thought that was a good point because they don't play that way anymore. They just kind of you know, allow the layup or the dunk and carry on. And uh, that didn't happen back in the day. Last one for Chris Denker, Pro Scout, NetScoutsBasketball.com. You're working with high school kids, and let's say you have some major recruits. Look across the board um, with name, image, and likeness and what's been going on. Are kids going to take the best fit for basketball, or are kids going to take the dollars? You know, it's diving dollars. It's crazy. It's a mess. The whole thing is just the NCAA has got to figure this out. And I don't know if you noticed, but 15 or 20 minutes ago, there was a press release from the NCAA that, <laughs> that they, they're going to investigate yeah. the NIL or something. And they're, they're, what they're looking into is the definition of a booster. And all. You want to talk about steps backwards. You can't dial that back now. The only thing they could do now, because they've created a major monster, and and I'll try to keep it quick, but there were two two instances. There was a kid, uh, just a story the other day after the NFL draft, the USCDB was drafted in the third or fourth round, and he's going to sign for a million dollars to play professional football from USC. Some five-star recruit they're trying to recruit to take that guy's spot. They've given him name, image, and likeness, a house, a BMW, and it amounts to $8 million. So you make more going to USC than you do playing in the pros. <laughs> and they also mentioned that this kid, his package is going to be worth more than all the position coaches at USC combined as far as their salary. Mm. So it's just a mess. And, 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 you know, and even Deion Sanders was saying, look, Show me the commercials. Show me the billboards. Show me the things that this guy's doing to actually earn some of this money because it has gotten completely out of control, and it's ruined things. And I think the only thing that they could do, because now I was talking to a guy the other day, a pro guy the other day, who was saying, yeah, it's like our game, meaning the NBA. He was saying it's like our game without contracts because now they can just come and go as they please. And so the only way I think they could try to get – they already should have put limits. They didn't do that. I don't know how you dial that back from, you know, say, hey, no kid can make more than 100000 bucks or something to now, you know, $8 million. But the other part of that is that uh, this, this transfer portal issue of these guys being able to go and play whenever right. they want, be right. eligible immediately and all that, that would be the only way. Because then if you're locked in, you're locked in. You can't. You know, the kid from Miami threatened to leave Miami if they didn't pay him more. Right, and, and, right. you know, that was public knowledge. I just, I, the only thing I think you can get even a little bit of a grip on it would be to get rid of the transfer portal and make guys commit to staying there and saying, okay, yeah, you want to make some money, fine, but you got to go for this long or, or you can't transfer or whatever. They'd have to really deep dive into that, but they, it's, it's a mess. I'll tell you, um, it is wild, and I saw that NCAA statement. I'm going to get into it because I, I don't think it uh, addresses much. Uh, Chris Danker on tonight. Find him on Twitter at Chris Danker, his Twitter handle, netscoutsbasketball.com. Chris, always love talking hoops. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it, Nate. Thanks. Appreciate your time. Chris Danker getting us started on a Monday on the Nate Brown Show. Um, interesting discussion with comparing eras. Sports fans like me love to do that. Um, it's hard sometimes, but I really think it's uh, timely here looking at 
the Jokic-style uh, player of the world, MVP again, back-to-back seasons. You don't see that very much. These are the all-time greats. And uh, his ability, all of his ability, and then saying, are today's players better than yesterday's? Is that a settled fact? Chris is not so sure, and I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. Um, And that's why I asked NBA, NFL, I asked that question of the day. More of you think the NFL players are better today than more of you think the NBA players are. Um, By the way, and then it leads down to, are high school players better? What, What do you say about that? That would naturally lead down to, in 2022, high school players, high school athletes are more talented than you and I were back in the 80s, right? But I, I'm not so sure about that one, but it would, it would naturally, you would start, well, yeah, they've got this training and they're, they're bigger and stronger, a lot of them. And, and, you know, you can grab some out, the best of the best of the best, the, the freak athletes. But in general, are NBA players better? Are NFL players better? And then it leads down to, are high school athletes better today than back in the 80s and 90s? I mean, what what are the what what are the answers? It's it's uh, very interesting to me. Coming right back with John Bryce, National College Football Writer, for Football Scoop. Okay, it's the big news, right? The NCAA is going to do a crackdown on the name, image, and likeness sponsorships. These sponsorships that are out of control. The NCAA has announced how they're going to do a crackdown. We'll talk to John Bryce about it next. You're listening to the Nate Brown Show. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Nate Brown Show and like us on Facebook by searching Fox Sports Rapid City. We're all going somewhere, going higher, faster, farther, going in new directions to new places. At Monument Health, we keep going so you can keep going. We're dedicated to advanced orthopedic care with the latest innovations, technology, expertise, and treatment. So keep exploring. Keep making memories. Keep going with Monument Health as your partner. Learn more at monument.health slash orthopedics. Farmers and ranchers with up to 24% lower shop rates than most local dealers. Adams ISC in Rapid City is your single go-to source for ag equipment inspection, service, and repair, including air conditioning. With over 20 years' experience, Adams ISC Ag Tech Gary Christensen will have your ag equipment repaired and serviced to your satisfaction, either in our shop or at your location with our fully equipped field service truck on Deadwood Avenue in Rapid City or at 605-343-9393. Contact Adams ISC. One of the best attributes of a trust is that you get to say how you want things to happen. I think that is one thing we set ourselves apart in, is really getting to know people. We get really involved with with people as far as what their needs are and what their family is like. In the end, it's all about our clients, our customers. It's about how we can make things best for them. They aren't a number, they're a person. Pioneer Bank and Trust is local. 
All right, guys, if you need a haircut, the one place I go every time is the Man Salon. And there's a reason for it. They just do the best job. You get a great haircut with your personal stylist. I can watch a game or whatever I want in my own station. Then I get shampoo, hot towel, shoulder massage, all at a great price at the Man Salon. Two convenient locations for you at Rushmore Crossing and on West Main. The Man Salon offers a military discount for active and retired military. For your next appointment, just book at the Man Salon. Hey, Rapid City, it's Doug Gottlieb. Join me weekdays from 1 to 4 right here on 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. And now let's get you back to the Nate Brown Show, Rapid City's sports talk show. We are back on the Nate Brown Show. Busy Monday out of the gates. Question of the day. Question of the day. Okay. Is it settled fact? Are today's athletes more talented than yesterday's athletes? And when I say yesterday, I'm going like 80s, 90s. Okay. My heyday. My heyday of the NBA. So, Nikola Jokic, back-to-back years, MVP. MVP, Jokic, seven-footer, three-point shooter, passer, ball handler. Shaq couldn't do all that, right? Shaq would dominate, back you down, hammer it. I mean, there's, there's no doubt, but are we to that point where, well, Jokic and Bede are just more talented than Shaq? So I say NBA, NFL, and then I even took it down to high school. Are today's high school athletes, does that lead to high school athletes? Are they more talented than you and I back in the day? What type of athlete was John Bryce? Was he, was he a player? Let's get him. Uh, college football writer, footballscoop.com. John Bryce back on the program tonight. John, thanks for coming on. How are you? I'm good, Nate. I appreciate you uh, having the little bumper music from Guns N' Roses there. I was expecting <laughs> you to belt out sweet guest of mine. So. I like that. You are. You are. You know that. Um, a little question of the day, John. A little question here. You've covered college football a long time. So you tell me, are today's college football players more talented than in the 80s and 90s? You tell me. I'm not sure I would go with more talented. Um, I think I would go with perhaps more developed or even better utilized because the way the game has changed. Um, I mean, when, when you think about 80s football, you've got – Bo Jackson, Barry Sanders, Herschel Walker, and Eric Dickerson, just four guys right off the top of my head, not knowing this question coming. And I can't imagine, I mean, Herschel Walker is, uh, and Bo Jackson are transcendental uh, athletes, not just football players, athletes. And then you got Deion Sanders was an athlete of the uh, late 80s. So, no, I have a, I, I don't think I would call today's athletes um, overwhelmingly more talented, but I would mm. say they're absolutely better developed, more developed, um, starting at a much younger age, for better or worse. And then the game has evolved so much that I think we get to see that athleticism so much more. Okay, interesting. That's that's the hard one I'm having today. The hard debate is I say Michael Jordan's the greatest basketball player of all time. And then, in, in, you know, I say that in one instance, and then I say, but look at what a guy like Nikola Jokic does at seven feet. And, and he looks, in some aspects, more talented. Um, it's an inter- interesting one today, uh, John. I want to get you to this. 
Um, had you on for name, image, and likeness, and you and I have talked about it quite a bit. But it's ever-changing, and there's always things that pop up. So they wanted to look at how can they crack down on name, image, and likeness here. And so it's been announced this afternoon, the reporting is, well, the NCAA is going to say, here's more guidance for not allowing third parties to be involved in recruiting with name, image, and likeness. It, it, it's more guidance. I feel like it's, it's not much, but you tell me. Yeah, it, it's not much, and and I still think, uh, and, and we wrote a really in-depth piece on, on some of the changes, including NIL today at Football Scoop. Um, it's not much, but it's still everyone trying to feel their way around and figure out a way to legally in place some guardrails, and that's what it boils down to. And I was in Houston last week for the National Director of Football Operations Conference and visited with folks literally from every major conference in college sports, and then I visited with folks from pretty much all the FCS conferences, a great number of FCS programs that have been in the playoffs, and everybody wants some sort of uniformity and some sort of guidance. Um, This is a step in that direction. The, The big thing is they're still looking at booster involvement, and that's one thing that could stick as the NCAA dives further into NIL is if they if there's a paper trail and you have to think that these folks that are engaging these activities are doing their darndest to make sure there is no paper trail, but if there's a paper trail that would show inappropriate booster involvement, then I think based on the NCAA statement, that's when uh, they indicated they were reserving the right to perhaps uh, apply some punishment. Otherwise, it's continuing to move toward just having everybody play by the same rules, Nate. And that's what um, folks are worried about. And and look, when I was in Houston, I had um, a a DFO from from a very, very prominent program uh, that's been pretty regular uh, in the top ten of college football for some time now. And he said, hey, our coach wants to see – the skill player that came back and could have easily been a second-round pick, if not better, he wants to see that guy get a million dollars, not some guy that we're trying to sign that's still in high school mm. that we don't know if he'll ever pan out. Yeah, I've, I've been uh, wondering about that myself. This is so advantageous for guys that are like, hey, um, I'll go here if, if, if I get this, or I'll transfer here if I get that. And guys that are in the program essentially – I'm sometimes not getting much. It's it's interesting. I'll ask you about this. They say, well, we're going to start enforcing this now. At least this guidance goes into effect immediately here on this booster involvement. Who, who, how are they going to do this? They said, well, schools can also self-report. Well, good luck with that. Who's going to enforce this? Yeah, that's the that's the million dollar question, Nate. Or I guess at this point, it's a multi million dollar question. The way this thing is going, and and again, I, I want to reiterate: coaches, college personnel, everybody I'm talking to out there wants to see these student athletes, male and female, want to see them have an opportunity to earn money for their name, image, likeness, to earn money for marketing appearances, to endorse products, all of these things that come with being a high profile college athlete uh, across the country. Everyone is concerned about um, 
how it's gone, especially as it pertains to recruiting, whether you want to examine Texas A&M's class and all the prevalent allegations there, or Tennessee and the Spire Group with Nico Ayamea-Leva, the five-star 2023 quarterback that um, sources have indicated has signed a deal. All of those things are what people want to eliminate and just sort of have it um, – you know, again, what it was designed to, which was to allow these student athletes in college as they're officially associated with a brand and have honed that brand on a national stage to have opportunity to make money. But how they enforce it, that's a that's a great question. Now look, when you've got when you've got a school like the University of Tennessee, I think its case is a little more unique because it's presently under investigation for NCA recruiting rules violation allegations that resulted in the fire of Jeremy Pruitt and his entire staff. So does Tennessee need to be a little more careful with things because it's currently under investigation? I think that's a question um, that Bears asking, and only the NCAA and perhaps Tennessee would know what the answer is. John Bryson, footballscoop.com, national college football writer here on the Nate Brown Show. That kind of relates to what I was going to say. Even if they enforce it, how long is it going to take? <laughs> How long is it going to take? We could have a violation this year and maybe not know about it for a year. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, Nate, um, that that's some of the topics that were discussed by a variety of people in in college football, in conferences, um, on other platforms. When I was in Houston last week, and and there are a lot of things being examined, um, whether it's tampering in the transfer portal or to how NIL rules could potentially be enforced uh, to any number of things. So there are a lot of topics still up for discussion. Um, there's a lot of concern about the in, the college football main division becoming even fewer than the Power Five and it becoming, I mean, I had a, I had a Power Five assistant coach tell me last week he's worried about it just becoming 36 teams and everybody else mm. and what happens. And, and there is there is talk, uh, not official talk, but unofficial talk by a, a prevalent amount of people about it becoming uh, a de facto junior NFL, and then everybody else adheres to the NCAA model. Yeah, yeah, we've touched on that, John, and, and man, I, I can't imagine that world, but um, that could be the uh, real world. Uh, by the way, John Bryce, footballscoop.com. Follow his work there and on Twitter at John D. Bryce1. Um, last question on this. One more. Um, some of these collectives that, that bring the money in, John, their nonprofit status. That's under examination I'm seeing here last uh, week here. Under, under a look of, hey, some lawyers that have seen on the record saying, and I'm not a lawyer, but they say, hey, if there's money coming out of a nonprofit and, and it's uh, money, a million dollars, and it's going to an athlete and, and it's tax exempt, uh, we, we got a potential problem there. Yeah, and I think it's it's where the the situation has to be examined because if they're using money uh, from a collective and athletes are going to a a fellow charitable endeavor that's also a 501c, a non-for-profit organization, and making an appearance there and trying to help with a fundraiser, okay, that makes tremendous sense. But if an athlete is getting $5,000 to go make a two-hour appearance at uh, Name Brand Sporty Goods Store USA, which has happened, then how is that coming from a standpoint of a 
of a tax-free entity. That's that's another major question. <laughs> I'll tell you, um, every which way this goes, John Bryce is going to be busy. That's good stuff. Uh, appreciate his work on it. John, always good, man. Thanks for hopping on tonight. Yeah, absolutely, Nate. Appreciate you, buddy. All right. John Bryce, uh, one of the best. Footballscoop.com, National College Football Writer on name, image, and likeness, and the crackdown. The crackdown. Did you see this? I mean, I had this headline last week. And I read this headline here. I want to pull it up. College leaders plan a crackdown on NIL collectives and name, image, and likeness boosters. Oh, that was a college leaders plan a crackdown. Okay, and here's the update on Monday, May 9th. Here's the update this afternoon. The NCAA Board of Directors is providing more guidance. The guidance, this is a a sentence here from the statement. The guidance is effective immediately. <laughs> My guidance is effective immediately. What does that hold? That, that seems vague. You know what their guidance is? You know what the NCAA guidance is? You can't have boosters involved with recruiting. It's been a rule for a long time. So now the NCAA Board of Directors... Hey, we want to uh, reiterate, you know, our guidance here is if you're breaking these rules, you know, we, we could, we're, we're going to have some investigations here and you, you could get in some trouble here. And it's effective immediately, our NCAA guidance on a years old rule that you can't have boosters involved with recruiting anyway. And now they've let the name, image, and likeness thing going and the boosters have been involved and it's been 10 months. And now we're now we're just coming up with more guidance. I mean, I can't make this stuff up. I you know I hate to break it to you, but that's the official uh, crackdown. Hey, um, and then they even did say they even did say the board recognizes more work must be done to better understand the evolving NIL environment. And they also said in the statement, we want to remind schools can report themselves if they've. Uh, <laughs> Oh, uh, oh, sorry, sorry. Excuse me, excuse me. I was, I was having a good time there for a minute. Schools reporting themselves on name, image, and likeness. Yeah, see, they did want to remind that. They say schools can report if you've had violations here in the past ten months. You can report that. Oh boy, Doug Ottawill is next, live from Denver, Mile High Sports. We're asking the question, are today's NBA players and NFL players more talented than yesterday's? It's our question of the day. What's Doug say? Nikola Jokic, a seven-footer, back-to-back MVPs, and talent beyond what I think we've seen from a guy like that size. Talk to Doug Ottawa next. You're listening to the only live and local sports talk show in the Black Hills. The Nate Brown Show on FoxSportsRapidCity.com and live on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. 
Rapid City in the Black Hills. If you're shopping for a new vehicle before you buy, stop by Gateway, one of our two locations, 123 Omaha or 410 North Campbell. We specialize in credit rebuilder programs. We specialize in finding you the rarest cars in the market. We specialize in the funnest car buying experience. If you have good credit, bad credit, no problem. We specialize in people. Gateway Autoplex with one of the largest inventories in the Black Hills. I'm Scott Anna. And I'm Adam Ray. And nobody, I mean nobody, beats a Gateway deal. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. A wind advisory continues until 7 p.m. this evening. Mainly cloudy skies expected tonight with a low of 38. Winds out of the west, 8 to 15 miles per hour. Clear skies tomorrow. High temperatures reach up to 68. Lows around 47. Tomorrow night, mid-70s. Wednesday, upper 60s. Thursday, with a chance for scattered storms. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 60. Rapid City, the Rush are ready for round two. Are you? Witness the adrenaline and excitement in the second round as the Rush stake their claim in the hunt for the Kelly Cup against the Utah Grizzlies. Round two starts on the road, then comes back home for games three and four at the Monument Ice Arena on Monday, May 9th and Tuesday, May 10th. Both puck drops at 7.05. Then, if necessary, game five is on Wednesday, May 11th. Let's pack the house as the Rush continue to push through the playoffs. Tickets on sale now at RapidCityRush.com. Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer from Denny Menholt Toyota. Use your phone. It's fast and easy. Pull up our website, click on Value Trade-In, scan your VIN, and tell us about your car. You are on your way to a no-hassle, no-commitment cash offer on your vehicle in under five minutes. Bring your vehicle and your Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer to Denny Menholt Toyota and get cash or trade-in credit today. See you soon at Denny Menholt Toyota, Rapid City. Hi, it's Colin Cowart. Great to be in the Black Hills. Getting the herd weekdays, 10 to 1, 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. Hey, welcome back. On a Monday, we are in the drive at 5 already. Fly by first hour in the Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show. Question of the day. I've got two of them. They're the same question, different sport. And I'm doing a little listener test, a little experiment here today. With Nikola Jokic winning back-to-back NBA MVPs. I mean, we don't see this, right? We don't see this. Jokic, Denver, back-to-back MVPs. It got me thinking, not who should have been the MVP in the NBA. Are we seeing the most talented players right now? Seven-footer, three-point shooter, assist maker, ball handler. I mean, we haven't seen that, right? That size, that skill, that talent. So, questions of the day on the Nate Brown Show. Here it is. Are today's NBA players more talented than yesterday's? Are today's NFL players more talented than yesterday's? When I say yesterday, uh, give me the 80s, 90s. We don't have to go back to the 50s where we had offensive linemen at 170 pounds. Okay, so 80s, 90s. John Elway, is he is he as good as Showtime Mahomes? I think it's an interesting scenario. Let's ask Doug Ottawell. He's seen Jokic play up close and personal. He's seen Elway. I mean, he's seen he's seen generations here. And I don't know how Doug or how old Doug is. Okay, so I've I've known Doug. We've had uh, had him on the show a ton over the years. 
Um, I kind of get where he's coming from. He's live from Denver, milehighsports.com. Doug, thanks for coming on. How are you? I'm good. I am uh, I'm young at heart. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I wake up a little bit older than my heart suggests. <laughs> that is right. But, uh... That is right. I play sports a little bit older than my heart suggests. But, um, yeah. yeah, that's that's kind of how it goes right now. So, Nikola Jokic, 27 years old. Um, he's this guy that everybody in the NBA doesn't love. Like, it's like, I don't know why. You know, he plays in Denver. Yeah, he's not. I don't, I don't know why. There's this kind of national media and this perspective, oh, Jokic is going to be the MVP again. Yet when you look at it, I mean, come on, Jokic, look at the line. Um, 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, 500 assists. Nobody's ever done it in the history of the NBA in a single season. And he did it, and he's going to win the back-to-back MVP. So I ask you this, first with Jokic, what is it about him that uh, the the country is like, yeah, he's good, but yeah, there's there's other players that are better. Well, I think a little bit of it is that that Denver as a market or Denver as a team is is generally a little bit misunderstood and certainly flown over. I mean, they don't they just don't get the attention that the coasts get. And I hate to sound like a middle of the country, you know, coastal biased kind of uh, journalist, but. It's really true. I mean, if you watch Nikola Jokic play on a nightly basis, he literally does things that you cannot believe all the time. And I think if he was playing in New York or L.A., people would suddenly be saying, look at what this guy can do. I believe you know, that. Anything, Those media markets, you, yes. Yeah, Well, and, and, and you talk about um, – you know, are athletes better now than they were then? Yeah. He's a really interesting case because, you know, if you're telling me, um, you know, Giannis Antetokounmpo is a better athlete than, say, Bill Russell, I'm all in on that. I, there's there's just no debate. I mean, he, he can do things that weren't even humanly possible in 1950. However... Nikola Jokic, aside from being a tall guy, and by the way, he's not even a true seven-footer. He's more like six, ten and a half, six eleven. He's doing things purely based on skill. Um, his that he can't jump five inches. He just does everything by mastery of the game. And um, you know, if it sounds like I'm defending our guy, I most certainly am. I mean, like you said. You know, there's this kind of weird wave, especially now that it's become official that he's that he's won. Of people saying, well, "How in the heck? Why did he? Why did he win? This is a joke." Well, the argument has always been, "Oh, he's a numbers. He's just he's an analytics guy." People people just look at his weird sort of anomaly analytic statistics and and say, "Oh, he just he wins on the stat sheet, but he doesn't win games." Well. First of all, if anyone outside of Nikola Jokic would have hit the 2000-1500 mark, it would be game over. I mean, everybody would say that's that's old school stats. That's pure numbers. You can't deny that. And you know, if Joel Embiid or or uh, you know, Jason Tatum or LeBron James or whoever would have taken their team and and brought him to a, a 43 win season or for the 46 win season uh and and got him to a 6 seed 
with literally no help. He didn't even have a backup center until about a month left in the season when they brought Boogie Cousins in. I, I just I don't understand the knock. I don't understand why people – I mean, what, what this guy did statistically, analytically, and just in terms of winning – what don't people like? I just don't understand. So let me ask you, um, this is a question I asked myself in the opening hour because, you know, some people say, well, comparing generations is so hard. It is, but that's why I like doing it. And I'm not going all the way back to when there wasn't a three-point shot or anything. So I'm talking like 80s, 90s players, the Shaqs and Jokic. So if you had to choose, are you taking Jokic or Shaq? I think a lot of people would say, Oh, I'm taking Shaq. Are you kidding me? Domination, uh, unbelievable. I don't know if that's the answer. So what is it? Jokic or Shaq? Yeah, that's a great question because, uh, you know, it's very hard to argue with Shaq. But I I would also make the argument that Shaq would, would never have done anything without Kobe. I mean, he does not win titles without Kobe. And that's just... I don't, you can't debate that, and and if you can apply that to Nikola Jokic, does Nikola Jokic win an NBA title this year if he's playing next to Kobe Bryant? I'm pretty sure he could. Uh, <laughs> it does does Shaq take these Nuggets, who didn't have Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., had seven guys who have never been in your kitchen as your fill-ins, to an NBA championship? I don't think he does. And that's not a knock on Shaq. I just think that if you're comparing them, uh, you have to kind of try to make it an apples-to-apples comparison. I mean, if if it's me and, I, and I'm getting to start a team from scratch, I mean, is, is Shaq going to be listed ahead of Nikola Jokic on the list of all-time greats? Of course he is. But um, I don't really think it's that far off. Mm, okay, so you would take Shaq. Are you just based on his accomplishments? See, that's the thing. I look from an overall – I'm saying, you know, I asked my audience, are NBA players more talented today than yesterday? And then I said, are NFL players more talented than yesterday? So let's see what this is. 20% more people, 20% more say NFL players, yes, they're more talented than back in the day. The, the the audience is still saying, yeah, the NBA players are, but it's the it's less the amount. So people are kind of looking at this, I think, from eh, some of these guys today still aren't as good as we think. And I'm looking at it as I just look at the numbers. Even Embiid, seven-footer and all the things he does, three-pointers, defense, all, all the things. I don't know. I think the argument's tough. I do. I think yeah, the argument's I, tough. I would, I would actually go opposite. I would say that the NBA players are significantly more talented than NFL players. I mean, you, you can't tell me that, that Emmett Smith couldn't couldn't still run for a lot of yards, that Joe Montana still couldn't throw for a lot okay. of yards. John I mean, Elway, I, like I'm who's just, better, John Elway or Patrick Mahomes? I think that's a tough well, question, but I think it, I would lean yeah. Elway. I think. Well, and, and I think what the way that I would answer that question, <laughs> kind of without answering, is, Put Elway in Patrick Mahomes' offense. Could he do the same things? Right. I'm sure he right. could. Right. And put Patrick Mahomes in John Elway, Dan Reed, you know, run, run, pass, punt offense. And I don't know that people are talking about Patrick Mahomes as, as a Hall of Famer, you know. And look, they're both great. The thing that I always say, and this is the argument that I always make when I'm having this, because I love this debate, just like you, so much of it has to do with. Nutrition and and conditioning and weightlifting. Yep. yep, it, yep. It's, it, you know, 
you know, whether whether guys are better or not is kind of hard to say, but if you would have taken Wilt Chamberlain and put him on the same, you know, weight program and dietary program that LeBron James follows, I mean, he might have, you know, he might have scored 200 points in that era, you know? Yeah, the sports-specific training, all of that stuff that's going yeah, on now, right? Yeah. Right. No, and, and some people say, well, just today, athletes are bigger and faster, which I understand. Today's Miami Dolphins would beat the 72 Dolphins, okay? So I, I understand we've grown there, but you look at some of the all-time great players, and I go, I, I I don't know. Can I say I say Michael Jordan's the greatest of all time, and I'll hang on that forever. And that's probably just the old school guy in me, uh, Doug. So I say Michael Jordan's the greatest of all time ever, and I'll hang on that. Yet I sound like I contradict myself because I look at some players now today, and I go, boy, their talent's off the charts. Well, I'm I'm right there with you. Michael Jordan is, in my opinion, the hands down greatest basketball player that ever lived. But you look at a lot of what he did, and he was doing the same things then that John Morant is doing now. I mean, just fly, high-flying, acrobatics, unbelievable shot-making. Um, the thing that I loved about Jordan, and, and I, I bet you'll agree, is that the older he got, and just like anybody else, the less his physical attributes were prominent, the more he added to his game. I mean, people forget when Jordan came into the league, he wasn't really an outside shooter. Right. But he developed – as a three-point shooter, as a mid-range pull-up guy. I mean, he just was always one step ahead of the game. And and he was incredibly physically gifted. I mean, he was 6'6 and, and could could fly. And that's, you know, that's that's kind of that's kind of John Morant now. We'll see if John Morant adds a step to his game year in year out like Jordan did, you know, 20 years ago. I'll tell you, it's an interesting question I asked, and I wanted to see what the audience said about NBA and NFL. Are players today uh, more talented than players of the 80s and 90s? And the audience, NBA says 57% say yes, more talented today. NFL, 78% say yes. Um, Very very interesting. Doug Ottawell tonight. I'll tell you one thing. Nikola Jokic has superior skills to Shaq. There's no doubt in my mind. I mean, Shaq was a big, strong, dominant enforcer, but Nikola Jokic's skills are tenfold what Shaq has. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. Um, Doug, good stuff. Mile High Sports, back-to-back MVPs. Uh, You can read a piece. He has it up there, milehighsports.com on Jokic, uh, back-to-back MVP. Only the 13th player in NBA history to do it. Doug, always great, man. Thanks a lot. Hey, you could get me going for hours on this right. stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> I appreciate you it. Too, Nate. All right. Thanks a lot. Doug Ottawa, milehighsports.com. Just wrote his piece today on Jokic, Denver Nuggets center, back-to-back MVP in the NBA. And um, that's interesting. I should have just put that question out there. Who would you choose, Jokic or Shaq? Right? Who would you choose? I mean, just today, today, uh, listener text coming in. Nate, this is hard to do. You've got recency bias. Or no, I don't know if you're saying I have it, but yeah, people do have recency bias. So you don't want to go over the top on a Monday. It's like, oh, Jokic, oh, is he the greatest player of all time? Well, no, but he's now entered this category, 13th player in history to win back-to-back MVPs. And the way he did it is the first player ever, 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, 500 assists, 
at 611. Um, it, it's crazy. Thanks for calling your live today, and you go ahead. Hey, Nate. Um, not trying to debate either way here, but I'm just wondering, like, what your thought of, on this. Like, if Shaq was, like, growing up now, I feel like he would be much more skilled. I think the game has changed yeah, so yeah. much with the three-point shot. Like, I don't know, I had a brother that was 6'11". You know, he played college basketball in the early 90s late 80s, early 90s, you know, if you were 6'11", I mean, you were inside screening and, you know, playing defense, you weren't, uh, post, you could post up, you weren't shooting threes. I mean, nowadays, you get 6'11", guys are playing guard skills. Yes, and, and that's threes. how they learn how to play, right? I mean, they're yeah, taught yeah. That's, that's how you yeah. play. You don't post up anymore, you go five wide, basically. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Nikola Jokic has got amazing skills. I think some of that can be applied to football, too. Like, I mean, you got a lot of great athletes that now uh, quarterback positions open to them where it wasn't before, you know. So who are you taking? I mean, you got to tell me. Shaq or, or Jokic, who are you taking? I mean, I, I as far as who you – that's a tough uh, one. I, probably would, I think Shaq would be – I think Shaq's uh, physicality is uh, unmatched in the NBA. I, you know, but I also love Jokic. I'd – Love him too, but I would I would probably start the franchise with Shaq now because I think he'd be All a much right. better free throw shooter. Oh well, let's hope so. let's hope so. Good <laughs> lord, thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Um, no thanks for hitting in. I see. That's the thing. It's like could Shaq, if he learned how to play the game like Jokic did today, could Shaq be a forty percent three point shooter? Oh no, no. I mean, he couldn't even shoot forty percent from uh, the free throw line. But would Shaq just make Jokic melt in the paint? Yes. So so it's not, you know, Jokic has all this talent, all this stuff, no doubt. Inside, outside, handling the ball, passing the ball, shooting the ball, three-point. It's, uh, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Listener text coming in, I'm taking Shaq hands down. Oh, good luck. You know what I'm going to do to Shaq? You know what I'm going to do to him? I'm going to bring you out. Come on out, Shaq. We're not going to play in the paint anymore. Come on out, Jokic. I'm going to shoot a three. Shaq would be on skates. Shaq having to guard Jokic tomorrow? He would be on skates out there. What do you mean? i got to come out and guard, guys? It's it's uh, it's a different beast right now. Different beast. Um, coming right back with this on the Nate Brown Show in the drive at five. Pretty big news with a local Rapid City sports team. What is happening? That's next. From high school to college to the pros, this is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. Building new is a great way to get the home of your dreams, especially in this crazy housing market. Black Hills Federal Credit Union can help. Finance up to 95% of your project with BHFCU's single-close construction loan and experience peace of mind when you lock in your rate at the beginning of the process. Learn more at BHFCU.com or text or call 605-718-1818. BHFCU is a member-owned, not-for-profit, equal housing lender. Hi, this is Rihanna Wicked at Elevate Performance. We are currently accepting new patients in need of physical therapy, and we want to show you the Elevate difference. At Elevate Performance, you have our guarantee of receiving one-on-one, high-quality care with a doctor of physical therapy. At Elevate, it's personal, and we are ready to be your partner in empowering you to live a healthy life pain-free. Remember, you have a choice for physical therapy in Rapid City, and we want you to experience the Elevate difference. We are currently accepting new patients. Just visit ElevatePerformanceSD.com. 
KIMM Rapid City and K294BT Rapid City. This is the Black Hills Sports Station, 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. In the past, if you needed auto body repair, you had to get multiple estimates and then try to get your car into a shop for repair. Well, not anymore. In most cases, you can stop by one shop, get your estimate, and schedule your car for a repair. The question now becomes which shop you choose. If you like quality, choose J&J Truck and Auto Body. They have ASE, PPG, and Gold iCar certifications that allow them to offer you a nationwide warranty. And they'll work with your insurance company so you're pleased with the outcome. J&J Truck and Auto Body, 1513 East Philadelphia. Collins Siding has been the region's premier window siding door and gutter installation specialist since 1974. They use only the highest quality materials and never compromise on their workmanship. Collins Siding is licensed, bonded, and their estimates always include labor, materials, and applicable permits and taxes. Collins Siding has been providing top quality service and exceeding high standards for over 45 years, and you can find out how by visiting them at 2016 Cherry Avenue. Collins Siding, 2016 Cherry Avenue, Rapid City. Hi, this is Dan Patrick. Remember to catch me weekday mornings from 7 until 10 a.m. right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 a.m. Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, back to Rapid City's sports talk show, the Nate Brown Show. Nate. Drive at 5 on a Monday. Glad to be back. Hope you had a solid weekend. Monday's in the books, right? You're in the Drive at 5 of the Nate Brown Show, brought to you by Summit Automotive Group. SummitAutoGRP.com. Start there. SummitAutoGRP.com. Great pre-owned selection right now. I'm telling you, it's a challenge finding the right vehicle right now, the right price, okay? Stacy and Matt, locally owned right here. They've done the work. They've got the selection, trucks, SUVs, cars, SummitAutoGRP.com. Take a look before you buy. Experience the Summit difference. SummitAutoGRP.com. Drive at 5 featuring Gabe Black's coming up. Major League Baseball writer, USA Today. Uh, There's a Major League Baseball hitting coach. He's convinced there's a conspiracy in in <laughs> I, this is a hitting coach in Major League Baseball. He's convinced there's a conspiracy this season in in baseball. We'll get to that. Gabe Black's on the way. Um, I got to give you an update on this uh, situation. I don't know exactly how things are developing. I don't know exactly where this is going to go. I don't know exactly what this means, but we've had the new team here in Rapid City indoor football, okay? The Rapid City Marshals. Um, And they were under ownership of Pick 6 Entertainment. Pick 6 Entertainment owned the Rapid City Marshals. They're six games in uh, to their first season here in Rapid City. And we just had a game here this past weekend. And during the weekend, um, we got the announcement that the Pick 6 Entertainment, the founders and owners of the Rapid City Marshals, have sold the team. So they've sold the team to a gentleman from Gillette, Wyoming. Um, They purchased the team. Pick 6 Entertainment's going to finish out the season, even though a a purchase agreement's in place. They're going to kind of finish out the season. And then... Wes Johnson is going to be the new owner of the Rapid City Marshals, okay? Now, there's a lot of things moving here, and 
you know, you start thinking, okay, hang on, the champions indoor football here. Um, Pick 6 Entertainment has owned the Wyoming team over in Gillette. They sold that one earlier in this season. Okay, so they, they owned Gillette, the Wyoming Mustangs. They sold that in earlier this season. They own the Billings Outlaws. That's the other team up there in Billings. They still own them as of now. And they own the Rapid City Marshals, who they just sold over the weekend here, uh, to Wes Johnson, who, by the way, is also the chief operating officer for the Wyoming Mustangs. I know it's hard. I, I'm, I'm keeping track of this stuff. There's a lot of moving planes here. It's like a, it's a grid. So I'm trying to keep track, and I'm trying to explain it to you. So that's why I said I don't know exactly how things are, are developing and uh, what the whole plan will be. So what did I do? I invited the new owner of the Rapid City Marshals on the show tomorrow. So right about this time, about 5.20, 5.25, we're going to talk to Wes Johnson tomorrow. And he'll join us live here on Fox Sports Rapid City because I, I said as we kind of went into this thing, indoor football has a history here in Rapid City. There is a, a good history. There's been success with it. And then there's not a good history. And there was uh, not success. Okay? And it all matters who the owners are. It matters how engaged they are with the community, what type of show they put on, what type of players, and and how they have them in the community and what this long-term vision is um, of indoor football in in Rapid City. And so I want to make sure where this thing is going, because it's been kind of quick, right? Rapid City Marshals, they get going, and there's a a deal in place, and and they're sold. And so I think people are kind of, wait, okay, Sold to the gentleman over in Gillette. You know, how's this going to work for Rapid City? He's the COO of the Wyoming Mustangs, another team in the league. And then in this league, you have another uh, situation. The commissioner of the league, the Champions Indoor Football League, the commissioner, he also owns two teams. He owns two teams. So you look into the background here, there's a lot of things going on, and I want to see what is the plan. What is the plan here? Because the only uh, the the other news to note today is Dan Machachuk, who I know um, he's been the head football coach at Douglas, right? We know Coach Magic. Many of you do here in the community. He's been at Douglas for 12 years. Been the head coach at Douglas for 12 years. He's the general manager of the Marshals. He's the defensive coordinator of the Marshals, and he just announced he is going to peer to be an assistant football coach for the Governors. And uh, his son's a great player, and, and his son, you know, the family's going to move to Pierre. So as I said, step-by-step step here, will Coach Magic still be the GM? He, he's going to move to Pierre. Um, the new owner, Wes Johnson from Gillette, what's his plan? What did? Uh, how did it all come together? And what's the future of the Rapid City Marshals indoor football in Rapid City? We'll have Wes Johnson on the program tomorrow. A lot of uh, moving parts. Back with Gabe Lacks next. USA Today, Major League Baseball writer. Is there a conspiracy in Major League Baseball this season? A Mets coach says there is. Next. The Nate Brown Show. 
Today on Hey Culligan, buy to save. Here's a text from Devin in Denver. Hey Culligan, I'd love a water softener, but I don't want to pay for it. Devin, I can't help you there, but a Culligan high-efficiency softener can help you save oodles on energy and detergent, so the savings can be even greater than the cost. And I'm getting a mind-blown emoji followed by... Yes, please. Devin, the savings are already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test with a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. A wind advisory continues until 7 p.m. this evening. Mainly cloudy skies expected tonight with a low of 38. Winds out of the west, 8 to 15 miles per hour. Clear skies tomorrow. High temperatures reach up to 68. Lows around 47. Tomorrow night, mid-70s. Wednesday, upper 60s. Thursday, with a chance for scattered storms. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 61. From the minute you wake up to the moment you fall asleep, Black Hills Energy is here to support, inspire, and drive your next adventure. Because supporting your day-to-day is our everyday. And we are always here, ready for your next step. Black Hills Energy, ready. Hey, Rapid City, you've heard me talk about 454. Have you been there yet? If you're looking for the best place to have a cold one, they have the best selection by far. 454 downtown with 54 taps of beer from local and regional breweries. Bingo night on Tuesdays, a great sports area upstairs, and they bring in live music. 454 has something for everybody, and the food is unbelievable. There's no place like it in the region, and we have it right here in Rapid City. 454 downtown Main Street. Whether you run the race, make the catch, cast a line, pitch a tent, or just look good doing it, Shields Rapid City has your gear. From athletic clothing from your favorite team, cold weather gear to keep you warm, to the best camping selection this side of the Black Hills, and the most stylish and functional women's outerwear and footwear, Shields has the widest selection of the best brands in the business. So when you're ready to get out, get in the game, or get going, get to Shields. Shields, we're right there with you at Rushmore Crossing in Rapid City. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. back in the drive at five on a monday how are you thanks for being here it's always a great day in the black hills remember that the nate brown show live fox sports rapid city a reminder the nate brown show podcast is out there if you can't uh, make all the show you're busy you have a life you have things to do check the nate brown show podcast for any guests you may have missed some segments we don't repeat a lot of stuff you know over and over you know this segment recorded play it back this interview play it back we we don't do that try and give you new content we understand you can't hit every break here so check the nate brown show podcast all the guests are listed there listen at your own convenience download it where you get your podcast the nate brown show podcast readily available gabe lacks tonight major league baseball writer Kicking off the week with Gabe, usatoday.com, and on Twitter, at Gabe Lax. You can follow him. Gabe, thanks for coming on. How are you? Hey, how you doing, Nate? I'm doing good, man. I w- uh, want to get right into this. Um, 
This this situation here I found interesting. Eric Chavez, um, New York Mets hitting coach. Um, he believes that there's a different ball being used on Sunday night baseball. He's <laughs> so he's like, hey, um, you know, the ball's kind of dead sometimes, and then we go on Sunday night baseball, and now the ball's popping a little bit, national TV and the whole thing. What do we got going here, Gabe? The the ball controversy, the conspiracy never ends. I mean, that's probably the least of concerns <laughs> <laughs> right. with regard to the ball. We're talking about one game. Uh, I think that, it, you know, this has made the rounds before, and it, it's kind of when the whole thing kind of takes on the tinfoil hat sort of a connotation. Uh, it, it may feel that way. I, you know, I, I think the greater point that Chavez – uh, and others like him are trying to make is, you know, we don't put anything past the league. We don't trust what they do. Uh, they'll do one thing for entertainment value and another to try to kind of rein in the herd, <laughs> so to speak, and uh, and suppress home runs. So it's, uh, you know, I think it speaks more to the, the overall state of mistrust among uniformed personnel in the league uh, than it does any real sort of scientific uh, value that, that Sunday night baseballs are hoppier. Uh, that said, you know, we learn not to rule anything out. So uh, it's, it's a fun one to chew on, certainly. <laughs> I ask this because the runs are down, okay? Team runs per game, it's down. Um, lowest since 1980. Home runs are down. And so people are saying, well, the, the ball, I think, maybe has been deadened. Major League Baseball purchased the company that, that makes the balls, and it just feels like they can't quite. Um, what, what's going on here where the players and the coaches are looking at this? As you say, there's a, there's a distrust there of, of some sort with uh, this part of it. Yeah, and uh, I think it's safe to say there is something going on with the ball. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's not performing well. Uh, here's the thing too, strikeouts are down. <laughs> so there's actually been more balls in play, uh, than typical. So that, you know, that means the balls that are going in play aren't traveling as far, aren't traveling as effectively. Uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. Strikeouts are actually down to their lowest level since 2017. So it's uh, it's a, it's a really interesting thing to chew on. I I think, and we don't know this yet, and it's going to take some time and some experimenting and people smarter than us to cut open some baseballs and measure. But I think the uh, the placement of balls in the humidors at all the ballparks has had a, a pretty major effect, uh, particularly this time of year. You know, perhaps it's the combination of of the humidor and the really poor weather. I mean, it seems like it's been a little bit disproportionately cold and wet and, uh, and all of that. So uh, the ball has been dragging. You know, if the drag is a permanent fixture of the ball and this is the ball going forward, then, yeah, this is our new offensive environment and welcome to it. <laughs> yeah, I was but, saying, uh, but, is yeah. there not enough offense, Gabe? I mean, you're a baseball writer. Um, they're always trying to say, hey, we need more offense. There's some guys that say we need offense. There's others that say, just play baseball. Where do we? Where should we land? There's a happy medium out there somewhere. I still don't think we've hit it. I think we are looking at too many zero-zero games in the sixth inning. I think we're looking at too many, you know, Nestor Cortezes where you look up and uh, they've got a no-hitter going. <laughs> so 
So it's, uh, um, you know, it's certainly there's a, I think there's a sweet spot that when we arrive at it, we'll know it. But yeah, right now, I think it is, it is a bit of a problem just because uh, guys aren't getting rewarded for really stinging the ball. You know, if you, if you get it and you'll, you'll, you'll hit it out of the ballpark, no doubt about it. You know, the, the no doubter isn't, Going away anytime soon, but a lot of balls it just seems like they, they hit the uh, hit the brakes right around the warning track, and that's that's not good for players. You know, fans don't like it. Pitchers, I'm sure, are happy, but that could come up to bite them too when uh, when their guy doesn't hit one out of the park. So it's uh, it's why you kind of hope that things aren't messed with too much. It would be really nice to arrive at a consistent year to year baseball. Uh, it would be nice to see the game try to self-correct before we make too many rule changes because you start messing with those things and things really go haywire because there's things that you never would have imagined would be a byproduct of these changes. So, uh, it, you know, again, would players start slapping the ball more to the other side to beat the shift? I don't know, but we're starting to see more of it. So maybe that would happen organically without having to ban the shift. So, uh, you know, it's, that's just one example of, of let's, Let's not try to mess with things too much before uh, you know before the game attempts and perhaps succeeds to heal itself on some level. Gabe Black's on USA Today, Major League Baseball writer. We just got this in. Um, regular season games going to be played in London. You know, we've seen that before. Then uh, it hasn't happened here for a little bit. Now they're Major League Baseball is going to play regular season games in London over the next uh, couple of years, 2023, 2024, and then 2026. What do we say about the footprint there and, and what we're trying to do. Yeah, you're going to see it in Paris as well. That was part of the new collective bargaining agreement. Uh, perhaps another venue, um, perhaps Germany too. I might be mistaken one, but Paris and London, certainly. And, uh, yeah, the, the, the one thing that I always get back to is, you know, how much can you cram into the footprint of a season? Uh, just because it takes some time. you got to go over there. you got to sort of, uh, you know, smack some hands and kiss some babies and all that stuff and promote the game. And then you have to play the games and then you have to travel back. Uh, it's just, uh, I often wonder how much, you know, they, they, they kind of strip mine the game for these initiatives and, and what effect that that may, may have. But uh, yeah, they, they definitely want to try to match the global footprint that uh, basketball and the NFL have sort of successfully laid down. And uh, you know, it's going to take time and it's going to take effort. And, again, it's trickier uh, in baseball because it is an everyday sport. So any, any little trip across the pond is going to mean a, a significant disruption for the two teams that have to do it. So, and then, you know, the flip side is you're going to be missing out on a home game or two on the, on the other end. So, uh, you know, it's a wise strategic maneuver, but uh, you always, always wonder what the trade-off is and what effect that might have. I want to ask you, Gabe, what I have no idea – how they accept American baseball in London, Paris, Germany. How how do they accept it? I have no idea. Right. No, I, I think they I think they do a lot uh, how how we would or how casual fans here would, which is they're you know a little more mystified by it because they didn't grow up on it, but uh, also like wow that kind of took a while or <laughs> you know for as uh, for as uh, occasionally. Uh, action-free that soccer is, you know, at least we're talking about a game that's going to be 90 minutes with halftime and maybe a few minutes of injury time. You know, again, you, know, you, you very quietly sit down at a baseball game and you look up and it's been three hours and 44 minutes. <laughs> that's a little bit jarring to the uh, 
to the uninitiated observer. So I think that's uh, I think the things that strike us are the same things that strike them ultimately. Let me ask you, Twins um, have the biggest divisional lead in Major League Baseball. The Twins in the AL Central. Okay, Correa's gotten hurt. Um, they need Buxton to be healthy. They brought up this young kid, Royce Lewis. People love him. You, what do we? What should we think of the Twins right now in the early going? I I, uh, I buy into it. You know, I uh, it's starting to look a little bit more like maybe uh, maybe 2021 was the aberration for this really well put together team, especially with the way they're throwing the ball. You know, it's uh, again. I don't know if Joe Ryan is a number one starter. Right now he's throwing like one. I always thought he was a uh, kind of a middle rotation sort of guy. Uh, but, you know, that, that's kind of the one thing that jumps out at you is there's no real number one guy in this rotation, but maybe they don't need one. Maybe a bunch of threes and fours are fine. Sonny Gray came back okay. You know, uh, Yolanda Duran throwing the heck out of the ball. You know, it'll be interesting to see if he can kind of fine-tune his command and continue as a late inning weapon because he looks unhittable at times. So, yeah, I mean, you're, you're right. Uh, the, the health is important. And, uh, you know, Correa looks like he ducked a major injury. And, uh, you know, they're really, it's really interesting the way they've been going about uh, trying to manage Byron Buxton. Uh, managed to do a little something on him the other day. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, kind of a good thing, you know, that they, they sit him down here and there to preserve him. His OPS plus right now is 215, which means he's uh, that much better than the average major league hitter mm. who is at, you know, 100. So, I mean, in this era of the dead ball, I think he's a really special guy because he's powerful enough to uh, hit the ball hard enough that there is no doubt and to, you know, run fast enough to produce runs uh, with just his tools. And, you know, you throw in kind of a, a better level of plate discipline than he had as a kid. Uh, if uh, you know if he continues with uh, with a modicum of good health, uh, that's uh, a real MVP caliber situation there. What should we think about the Cincinnati Reds? They were a story before the season started, selling off. The owners have been a little you know dispute there with the the fan base. Five wins. What should we think about that from a big picture standpoint for the game? Yeah, it's not great, you know, and especially when uh, when they had a, they had a really charismatic team, you know, Castellanos fit in really well there. He uh, understandably opted out, uh, but it's funny you see what he ends up signing for with Philadelphia. It's not like that would have broken the bank uh, in Cincinnati, <laughs> especially with you know Joey Votto is pretty close to coming off the books there. That's a ten-year, two hundred twenty-five million dollar commitment. Uh, it's it's discouraging on a lot of levels. Uh, and, you know, uh, once again, another franchise that kind of seems to treat their fans disdainfully. Uh, the, the flip side of that is that they have been pretty banged up. Everybody has injuries, but they, they broke from the gate in a manner where, you know, it was kind of depressing already, and then some guys got hurt, uh, and then they lost a bunch of games, and it snowballed. So I think they'll right the ship a little bit and, uh, you know, maybe not play 400 ball the rest of the year, but close to it still end up with a really ugly record because that's a heck of a hole to crawl out of. But uh, I think we'll get to a point pretty soon where you'll be able to establish some arbitrary endpoint and say, hey, you know what? The Reds have played 500 ball since X, you know, okay. whatever, whatever <laughs> day that may be. So, well, uh, let's bad, hope so. Yes, but not as bad uh, as it looks. All <laughs> right. Uh, my Cubs not doing much better, frankly. My Chicago Cubs not doing much uh, better. Um, Gabe Lacks tonight. 
Find him on Twitter at Gabe Lax, usatoday.com, the Major League Baseball team there. Always great. Gabe, always uh, appreciate your time. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Nate. Take care now. All right. Appreciate it. Gabe Lacks tonight, usatoday.com, Major League Baseball writer, um, Bob Nightingale and Gabe and the team, outstanding, usatoday.com here on the Nate Brown Show. Ah, we keep on lining them up for you, Twins fans. You Twins fans, you're in first place in the AL Central. We keep lining it up, meaning I've had every Major League Baseball guy on here, and everybody has said, I- I'm buying the Twins. Is that because the Tigers are so far back and the White Sox have been disappointing? Don't have to worry about Cleveland or Kansas City? <laughs> Maybe, but I mean, that's when you have to win the division like that. They, you got to have that. So uh, Major League Baseball writers saying, I'm buying the Twins. All right, let's talk local baseball. We had the games over the weekend. What should we uh, think about the early start of the post-22 season? Hey, Post-22 fans, they're getting set for Watertown this weekend. Talk to the head coach of the Hard Hats. They went 2-2 two and two in Billings this weekend. Kelvin Torvey's next. This is the Nate Brown Show. You pick the concert you want to see at Deadwood Mount Grand and leave the rest of First Gold Gaming Resort. Our concert packages include a room for two at First Gold, $40 in promo play in our casino, two breakfast entrees the next morning, a pair of prime seats to the show, and transportation to and from Deadwood Mountain Grand and First Gold. Prices start as low as $202 for two people. So book your concert getaway at First Gold today by calling 800-274-1876. Honda True. Discover three tiers of vehicle coverage that work for you. Only at Denny Menholt Rushmore Honda. The inspection is just the beginning. Honda certified pre-owned means peace of mind with incredible benefits like seven-year, 100,000-mile powertrain coverage, up to two complimentary oil changes, 24-7 roadside assistance, inspection report, and three-day exchange option. Check out all the benefits and search inventory at honda-true.com or come by Denny Menholt Rushmore Honda in Rapid City. We all know life's busy, and if you get sick, you can get behind pretty quick. That's where Black Hills Urgent Care comes in. No appointments needed, no long waits, just fast, affordable care to get you feeling better quicker. Black Hills Urgent Care has two locations in Rapid City on Haynes Avenue and Mountain View Road. You can simply check in online at bhucare.com. That's with the letter U, bhucare.com. When you need care, see the team at Black Hills Urgent Care, the faster way to get better. Looking for a great place for a pregame meal that really satisfies? Or maybe you want a place to take your all-star after the game. Or you're looking for a place to enjoy a delicious meal while watching your favorite team on the big screen TV. Valley Sports Bar and Grill has all the bases covered for all those things and more. Top-notch, friendly, and attentive service. Wall-to-wall big screen TVs with all the big games. And the absolute best wings in Rapid City. Valley Sports Bar. Make it your place. 1865 Valley Drive. Rapid City. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Hey, welcome back in the Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show. Back on a Monday with a packed lineup tonight. Let's talk local baseball. Post-22, your home right here, Fox Sports Rapid City. We had the games over the weekend up in Billings. Took on the Royal Scarlets, threw in Missoula. 
And uh, the Hard Hats went two and two over the weekend, splitting the double headers Saturday, Sunday. Head coach of the Post 22, Kelvin Torvey, back on the program. We'll get him each week, talk Post 22 baseball, and they're taking on Watertown this weekend. Coach, good to get you back on. How are you? Doing good, Nate. How are you today? Well, I'm doing good, so let me get your reaction to, to the weekend. You went 2-2, two and two, you split, um, you scored some runs, you gave up a lot of runs. What What's your uh, reaction to it? Uh, we're a work in progress. Uh, we got better this weekend. You know, we struggled against Cheyenne, played well against Gillette, and we played well twice this weekend, and we played poorly twice this weekend. So, you know, with the young guys we've got and, the, and you know, both in the field and pitching, it's going to take us a while to settle in, but I'm, uh, I'm encouraged by what I saw this weekend. Okay, so when you look at it and say, hey, you know, we give up sometimes it snowballs in baseball. We give up a big inning, a really big inning. Um, how do you gather the team and, and dial them back in? We just, that, that's what we did tell them uh, yesterday after the second game. Coach Clapperich was saying we just got to – we have to stay out of the big innings. Like, you know, Missoula, the second game yesterday – we played Billings the first game and played well and beat them and played well in all facets of the game. And then we'd go out in the second game against Missoula and give up a touchdown and a two-point conversion in the first inning. And, you know, when it's eight to nothing before you grab a bat, it's hard to battle back. But what I told the guys is for the next six and a half innings, we won the game. So we played good baseball for six and a half innings. But we've got to stay out of the beginning, and that's just a matter of focus. It's a matter of making the plays. It's defensively. It's a, expecting the ball to be hit to you and wanting the ball to be hit to you because you want to make a play. And it's pitchers, you know, not just throwing strikes, but throwing quality strikes. So if we stay out of the beginning, you know, we had one against, uh, you know, Missoula. We had one against uh, the Scarlets. We had a, a couple games in Cheyenne where we had big innings. We give up big innings. Once we start managing those, we'll be uh, we'll be fine. Kelvin Torvey, post twenty two head coach, on they split this weekend two and two up in Billings overall record three and five to get set for Watertown this weekend. So when you look at it, you say work in progress. So are you trying to find coach? Hey, who's going to be our our pitchers here? Um, we're going to have competitive spots here. Are you still? Is it still a competition at a lot of spots? Oh, yeah, it is. It, it, at least uh, uh, on the mound it is. We're starting to get settled in a little bit uh, position player-wise. You know, we've got some guys swinging the bats really well. Well, bats did come alive uh, in uh, uh, in Billings. You know, we struggled in uh, Cheyenne um, partly due to the fact that their pitching staff is so good. We uh, scored six runs against Gillette, but it was mostly one run at a time. In Billings, we finally started to uh, get some hits with men on and drive in two and three runs with, with doubles and things of that nature. So, you know, we're starting to get settled in a little bit with the position players, but there's still a lot of openings on the pitching staff. Right now, he, uh, Wyatt Anderson is our number one. He's had a couple good starts. He liked Kelly through really well uh, in Billings. Um, he commands the strike zone. Nate Kindred, you know, is, was our closer in Gillette, and he closed against Billings Royals of the first game. And so we're starting, you know, it's taking shape. And this is kind of what we expected moving into the season because we were so young. There was going to be a lot of growing pains. And, uh, you know, this is all just part of the process. Kelvin Torving on post-22 head coach tonight on the Nate Brown Show. They get set for Watertown this weekend. So I ask you, in this game today, Coach, um, when it comes to, you know, the Major League Baseball level, you're seeing these shifts and you're seeing a lot of this stuff. 
Tell us what we're seeing in Legion baseball, the strategy. Or, is there, or are we just playing this straight up because scouting reports aren't as, ex, uh, as extensive? Um, give us the scene of Legion baseball as opposed to what people are watching on the TV. Well, did we play it straight up? Because, like you said, to your point, we don't know the guys that we're playing against very well. We'll have some kind of, you know, we'll move outfielders and infielders if, you know, Nick Ewing and Ryan Clapper are very adept at this. If they see a guy take a swing or two, they have a pretty good idea which he's, uh, which way he's going to hit the ball. And so we move our defense accordingly. But you won't see three guys, you know, on the right side of the infield or three guys on the left side of the infield. You might see us move a few steps. Uh, one way or another, but other than that, no, it's, you know, the major leagues has all the metrics that they keep track of. And, you know, every bad, bad, you can ask Cooper Bowman this with the Yankees, every at bat is, is tracked and, you know, it's just metriced out the wazoo. So they have a pretty good idea of tendencies, but at our level, we just play, you know, fairly straight and, you know, just hope our pitcher hits the spot and our fielder fields the ball. Post-22, getting set for Watertown. Um, how do you feel the strength of schedule has been so far? You you know, I've, I've watched these teams over the years. It's kind of hard to tell. Sometimes the Scarlets are really, really good. Cheyenne's had a good program. How do you feel the strength of the schedule's been? It's been good. Cheyenne is fantastic. They've got two Power 5 guys on their roster. Um, they got five seniors. They're a really good team. Gillette was a little bit down, but they're still competitive because they're coached so well. And they play hard. And, and Billings and, and, and the Scarlets and Royals have always, they're very comparable to post-22. Um, it seems like every year one's, one team is young up there and one's, you know, older. And, uh, but this year they're both, you know, they both gave us good games. Thankfully we played well enough against Billings to sweep them. You know, we totally screwed up the game against the Scarlets because we gave up the beginning. But, I, you know, the, the, I want to play the, as hard a schedule as humanly possible, you know, given the parameters of where we live in the country and budget and things like that. But I want to play the best people because, you know, it all comes to fruition in July in the state tournament. You know, the harder competition you play, then you're prepared for the state tournament and the room's not too big. You've been there before and you can get it done. Double headers this weekend, Saturday, Sunday, post-22, taking on Watertown. And the Hard Hats head coach, Kelvin Torvey, with an update as they get the week started. Coach, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Nick, thank you so much. You have a good evening. All right. Appreciate that. Kelvin Torvey, head coach at Post 22. They're after it. Eight games in, three and five. Uh, nice split there. It's, you know, it's a little up and down, but there was up, and then there was a little bit down in, in some of the big innings. But they go two and two over the weekend. You heard it live on Fox Sports Rapid City. We'll have the games against Watertown this weekend. Double dips Saturday and Sunday coming up for Post 22. We're back with who's hot and who's not on a Monday. A local Rapid City baseball player making headlines. I've got a stat you don't want to miss. And a local Rapid City event making headlines in my who's not category. Oh, no, that's not good. It's next. Your sports, your show. This is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. Dale's Tire and Retreading has been providing quality brands of tires and excellent service to the Black Hills area for over 50 years. Dale's Tire sells tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, agriculture, construction, and more. Dale's Tire has what you need when you need it and offers appointment times to get you in and out faster. See the experts at Dale's Tire and Retreading. Two convenient locations in Rapid City, 691 Deadwood Avenue and 3200 Campbell Street. Dale's Tire and Retreading. 
Here at Pizza Ranch, we love the unique ways other countries compliment their chefs. In France, they say, magnifique. In Italy, delizioso. And in many parts of the world, it's a compliment to belch. Don't try that at home, kids. But at Pizza Ranch, we keep hearing the same thing over and over again when guests bite into our pizza. Mmm, mmm. Our famous chicken. Mmm, mmm. And all the favorites on our buffet. Mmm, mmm. We're beginning to think you're all trying to tell us something. We'll take that as a compliment. Pizza Ranch. Mmm, mmm. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. All right, let's roll on a Monday night to the Pizza Ranch. It's dinner time, right? Pizza Ranch, two locations in Rapid City. Who's hot and who's not? Brought to you by the Pizza Ranch. Remember, tomorrow, Senior Day, $8.99 on the buffet. Okay, Tuesday's Senior Day. Wednesday's Kids Day. Families like mine love that. Wednesday's one child, 12 and under, eats free for every regular priced adult at the Pizza Ranch buffet. Wednesdays, book it. Enjoy it. Two locations. Who's hot and who's not? Here we go on Fox Sports Rapid City. I got to throw out a couple of local numbers here. Some stats. Some stats in my who's hot category. You know Cooper Bowman. We just talked post-22. Cooper Bowman's playing in the minor league system for the New York Yankees, right? He's in Hudson Valley. We had him on the show here weeks ago. Talked about his journey. Cooper Bowman in my who's hot category. He's got 16 stolen bases in only 22 games. That's the seventh most stolen bases in minor league baseball in the country. Seventh most stolen bases. Cooper on a roll, um, stealing bags. Seventh most in minor league baseball in the country. In our Pizza Ranch, who's not category? I don't love hearing this. Um, Black Hills Speedway has put on a lot of great events, right? And they had a pretty big one coming this weekend. The Lucas Oil American Sprint Car Series National Tour. Okay, Lucas Oil American Sprint Car Series National Tour was coming, and they had to cancel it. As a matter of fact, the the National Tour Series canceled it for this weekend at Black Hill Speedway. Why? The Hoosier tire shortage. They they said, well, there's not enough tires to to send up that way for kind of a you know a smaller event. Um, that's always a it's uh, a pretty big event. It's a pretty big event for Black Hill Speedway. And uh, we're not going to have it this weekend. There's, there's like a shortage on everything. Come on. Come on. Nothing. Nothing. Too bad. Too bad. Don't like hearing it. Back tomorrow on the Nate Brown Show. Download the podcast tonight or tomorrow. It'll be up there where you get your podcast. And we'll be back at 4. The Odd Couple takes over right now.